Jack Tester, and welcome to another edition of Leadership Lounge. Uh, my current situation right now is I'm in St. Paul, Minnesota, and uh, sitting across the desk from me is Randy Kelly. How you doing, Randy? I'm doing great. How about you, Jack? Doing good. Doing good. What brings you to town? little uh, intro to digital marketing. That's a little, little, little workshop trip. you got going on. With, Absolutely. Uh, eight yeah. of your closest friends? Eight of the closest friends. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Good. Well, yeah. we're, we're glad you're here. And, and I got to know you um, a little bit more this year. You went pheasant hunting with me. I did. That was an awesome time. And Thank we you. had a good time, and we spent some time in the clubhouse after the hunt talking and in the field talking. And you've got a fascinating story and journey through this industry that's typical in many ways, but atypical in, in kind of the success you've achieved. So I thought it'd be fun to, to sit you down and talk about your journey. Well, cool. Okay? I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So um, you got your start in this industry. You probably came right into ownership, didn't you? No. How did you tell us how you started? Tell you how you started. Well, um, graduated high school in '83, moved to Garland in '84, Garland, Texas in '84. Um, met my wife. Um, she wasn't my wife at the time, obviously. Okay. And uh, her dad introduced me to this fellow, and uh, started as a parts runner and a helper. All right, right at the lowest level, the entry level, I should say. Didn't know anything about the business. Yeah, parts was, runner. Yep. Technician. Yep. So. Yep. Parts owner and helper, kind of worked in the office, um, became uh, the service manager, quit. Yeah. And then so I kind of filled that role uh, for a little while until they hired another service manager. And okay. service manager in this business back then was the guy that, you know, he answered the phone. Right. Scheduled the calls. Right, right. It was a broad <laughs> <laughs> You know. We were about 12 hats. Yeah. Is what you're saying, oh, absolutely. Right? Ordered yeah. parts, all that fun stuff. Well, yeah, so, you certainly learned the business doing that, though, didn't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, today um, if you come in a – parts runner just a technician you got you, you got to do it all yeah it's a yeah it's a def, definitely a different beast today than it was back then for yeah, sure yeah so became the um ran service for a while service managers quit again i'm training the service managers yeah. in the meantime and i just i told the guys i said i don't want to be a service technician all my life yeah so July of 88, I became the service manager. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, let me stop you right there for okay. a minute because I think it'd be good. A lot of people know you. A lot of people don't. Um, I think it's always good for context to kind of talk about where you are today. So okay. let's, And we'll come back to where you stopped being the service sure. manager. Is that fair? Absolutely. So tell us about your company today, the name, size, just to give us a sense of place. Okay. So in 2019, we finished the year at a little over $12 million. Okay. Um, we're right at about 75, 80 employees. Okay. Um, having a good time, man. That's cool. And you're in the, in the Metroplex? We're Dallas, Fort Worth Metroplex. Okay. Yes. Um, we, heating and we, air and plumbing. Heating, air, plumbing. Okay. Uh, company names, on-time experts. Okay. Um, we kind of, kind of do the whole Metroplex. That's cool. Yeah. That's, but it's a $12 million business and a lot of that's come in recent years, hasn't it? It has. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, so um, we grew... 73% in 2018. So well, that's a lot. Yeah. You still you still got a smile. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I have all this gray hair. Yeah, Jack. a lot of that too. Yeah. No, but, yeah. You, that's that's amazing. We'll get to that story though. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Good. so so I want to give people an idea of kind of who you are and who I'm talking to and sure. it's going to provide a little more uh, context and color to to your story. Is that yeah. fair? Absolutely. So you're a service that. manager. Yes. 88 in the business. 88. In the business and uh what was, if I can ask, what was the name of the company? 
Unique Indoor Comfort. Okay, in, in Dallas. In Dallas. All right. Yeah. And you ran that, or you're, I'm sorry, you're an employee of that for a long time. Correct. How, how long did you work there? Um, I've been there my whole life, my whole working life. It's the same company. So you never left? You never? I never left. That is so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. And so tell us about your, uh, tell us about your growth through that business and uh, the business, how it did. Okay. Okay. So yeah, talk about that. Absolutely. So again, July of '88, I became the service manager, doing all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, just not just being a service manager, I was also in sales. So I would actually go through the files, find old equipment, send letters, follow up the letters, generate sales calls. Technicians were selling back then as well, and I would go install condensers. So I would do a lot of different things, and then, you know, just we did that for seven years, eight years. And um, in 95, I was promoted to president of the company. Oh, so congratulations. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Basically, you weren't owner, though, right? No. Were, no. I, well, there was a time in, um, I think it was like 89 or 90, the owner of the company allowed me to um, gain some ownership, um, okay. just a small amount. Yeah. Uh, I guess he saw something in me that he allowed he said yeah. well heck you've got something going so anyway so yeah he allowed me to have some ownership at the time and then i bought more ownership as the years went on okay so, so yeah. you bought more th- sweat equity or yeah. yeah well sweat equity and then actually i actually had to fork over some cash okay. some too. <laughs> why'd you do that why what, what caused you to want to do that as a you're a good employee obviously probably pretty well paid i imagine yeah. I don't know, but I'm assuming so. Well, I mean, I I don't know. Back then, it's you know, it's a lot different than it is today. Um, Why is that? Heck, I think back then, I you know, as as a serviceman, I was making seven dollars an hour, right? I mean, today you start, you're you're not starting at seven dollars an hour, yeah. Right? Um, so, anyway, it's it's just that's why I think it's different because it's things are more expensive today than they were then, that kind of thing, okay. right? But anyway, so. Um, president of the company, making sales calls, doing that, having fun. What drove me is I always wanted to be successful. Why is that? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't real successful. I, I shouldn't say we, we didn't have a lot when I was younger. Yeah. Um, my dad was a, a general contractor kind of guy. He was a painting, you know, he painted a lot. He was a remodeler, yeah, Yeah. you know, and then he drove a truck, you know, that kind of thing. So I didn't have a lot. I always wanted more. My my real ambition, though, was to be a a professional baseball player. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and that didn't happen because I had elbow problems in high school, but, you know, oh, well. (laughs) Well, my my goal was to be a pro golfer when I was a a young guy. Yeah. That didn't work either, so. (laughs) Here we are. Here we we sit, then. Here we sit, so. Cool. Yeah. All right. So anyway, 95, again, become president of the company. Um, and yeah, just had the ambition to, actually, my goal, I told him at the time I wanted to own one of the unique indoor comforts one day. Oh, there was a number of those around? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Were you gonna, okay, so that was your goal. That was my goal. Okay. So the, you so you got some fractional ownership. You're still, you're president of the business now. How'd the business do? Tell us about that. Um, we grew. I mean, we grew from... I don't remember the actual numbers. It's been so long ago, but um, we—it's really funny because we stagnated at about three point two million for okay. a really long time. Uh-huh. You would have to understand the old ownership. I mean, it was—it was a tumultuous 
Your uh, relationship? His relationship with everybody. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he we had we had businesses. Her there were unique indoor comforts in Chicago that he would go visit because he, he was did? part of. He was okay. a part owner and all that. And uh, they called him the Texas Tornado. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So he was your your partner boss. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I, I was the guy that kind of you know went went around and you know patted everybody on the back and said it's going to be okay. What did you, you learn from that experience as to, you look back on that? How to treat people and how not to treat people. Did that cause you to, do you think back to that lesson a lot now? All the time. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of my main focuses in our business is treating our people right. Okay. It's all about our people. Because if you don't treat your people properly, then you're not going to, you're not going to get what you want out of them. And yeah. that is the, their very best. So is that always a big challenge for you then, is to keep make sure that you kind of control the, the backdraft of that activity? Is that? Um, it's not really a – I wouldn't say it's a challenge. Back then, I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, back oh, then. Oh, back then, yeah, yeah, for sure. So you were kind of the protector and the – Right. Let me tell you what he really meant. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not so bad. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. That right. was, I was the guy – <clears throat> excuse me, that would, um, yeah, just, like I said, pat him on the back and, yeah. and tell him it's going to be okay. Don't yeah. worry about it. You know how he is. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that in your business for you now? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Right. I'm joking. Right. No, I get it, though. I get yeah. it, you know. And, you know, that's that's not an uncommon um, profile back in the day of uh, a contractor. No. You know, kind of from the hip. Kind of a little bit of a manage with aggression, you know. I mean, that's a. If I go back and talk to a lot of guys that I knew years ago and sure. starting this organization, I mean, that was it. That was it. It's 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 managed by fear. Yeah, it's it. crooked noses. Yeah, they had a few fights. You know, <laughs> right. all that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, I saw it. Yeah. Right. So I'm. Oh. It's a little different today. Yeah. You know, I think you can run a two and a half million dollar business in 1987 that way. Right. Right. But I don't know if that works today. I don't believe it does. Because, you know, very few people would have taken what you took. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, just this to have that that resilience to yeah. hang in there, you know. Yeah, it was uh, – I always knew there was light at the end of the tunnel, though. That's, no, that was, was the train was, or something. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure what kind yeah. of tunnel I was yeah, in. But it was yeah. coming at you, right? <laughs> so so you've got this this experience. And so what I, I'm going to paint a picture that I see right now is, is that you were uh, – you knew the business. You had done virtually every role in the company at some point, from answering phones to dispatch to service tech to install to sell. Now you're managing and starting to understand leadership, and you got all that going on, right? Right. So, I mean, really, it's an incredible uh, school you went to to get that experience. Hard knocks, buddy. And you were also, you guys were in a an organization I've heard of indoor. What was that? Indoor, Unique indoor Unique comfort. Unique indoor comfort. I mean, that was a kind of one of the early vanguards of the service replacement business. So you were around smart people, too. Oh, yeah. They were – Tom Mutt started it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that name. name. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they were very smart people. Very smart. So you had a, not only – because so many other people in this industry worked like you did, but they didn't learn anything. Right. All they did yeah. is learn what their dad did. Sure. Which wasn't successful, and no offense to fathers, but that's no. just it. Right. Right. Yeah. right. A lot of people work hard and did all the tasks, but yeah. you, you actually had some some mentoring, at least if they're not through osmosis, or because you are also a member of like CSG and stuff too, right? We were not a member of CSG. Okay. 
I don't know why we didn't, because I remember back then it was around and we had talked about it, but we never joined CSG. But you kind of had your own little network of, yes. of the kind of kind of the early proponents of the replacement business. Yeah, right? the way I the way I kind of equate it to is is unique indoor comfort back then to me was like a mini franchise. Yeah. Because we all used the same financial model. Okay. Right? We didn't do the same marketing or any of that. Really it was more the financial model. Yeah. And then we um, monthly we would have um, financials that came out with all the businesses and that we were able to compare. So right away, so, it's almost like you had a best practice group going before there was a best practice group. Kind of, but right? we didn't know what best practices were. Right. <laughs> no, but you know what? I mean, just, just you know, not operating in isolation. Right. Which you didn't do. I mean, in isolation in this business back then, your only connection was maybe through your manufacturer. True. And going away to some little class. and they, But they, they taught you about the bells and whistles of right. refrigerant and all that stuff, right? That's yeah. all you learned. Yeah, right. right. But you had, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to give... Yeah, I know what you went through was difficult, but I mean, it's a great education. Oh yeah, there's no question. I I, I learned a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it, and um, I I do give props to that for yeah. sure. Because yeah. if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here now for sure. Right, right. Absolutely. So all right, so um, so something happened. You guys were you you. When did you become the owner of the business? So I bought the business in 2012. So it's recent. Yes. I mean, recent here is 2020, right? right? But it's it's recent. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the process of buying the company when you actually assume, do you, do you own 100% of it now or close to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So tell me about that process. How did that, how did that transpire? <sighs> That's another story in itself. I want to hear it, man. <laughs> I want to hear so, it. So um, he told me what he wanted. You know, we agreed to a price. And what year was that? This was, I think it was 2010, 2011. Okay. So we agreed to a price. Um, I had to go find the money. So went, What was the name of the business now? Um, at that time, it was a franchise. You were, so, you, so the prior owner had bought and converted to a franchise? Correct. Okay. Yeah. We, we were a national franchise, okay. um, just HVAC. Okay. Um, so... And at this point in time, I was a 22% owner in the business. Okay. Okay. So I went, found a SBA loan and um, gave him a purchase agreement. And he looked at the purchase agreement and said, uh, it's, I can't do it. I need more money. So the agreed upon price in 2011 wasn't good it, it, yeah, anymore. It, changed, no. it had changed anymore. It had changed. That's what happens when you're... A, 78 percent owner right, <laughs> right? <laughs> so i mean what are you gonna do yeah. right i mean I, to me it's not right it wasn't right but it is what it is um i i talked him down a little bit um so we got the deal done and um 2012 so yeah 2012 um he hung around the office until all that money hit his bank account and okay. then he kind of walked away Okay, but now now you got debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's you know it's I've never looked at it as debt. Yeah. You know here here's the thing, and I tell this I tell this to how people big was all the, the time. When you bought it, by the way, how big was it? Three point seven, three point okay. eight million. Okay. I tell people this the, all the time. Most people feel the weight of the world on their shoulders when they take on that much responsibility at one time, right? I mean, yeah. it's just it's natural. I get it. I felt the weight of the world 
come off my shoulders because now I could do what I needed to do and what I wanted to do to be able to take care of our people and take care of our customers. Well, that's an interesting way to view it. Yeah. Because it, it was, like I told you earlier, it was a tumultuous relationship. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it gotten even worse. So it degraded even oh, more yeah. now. It was, it, was not, it, was, it was not fun, right? So, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was really a relief. That's so cool. To get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you 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 wake up, you you sign the paper. Yep. You got the debt. The guy's paid. Now you're. What are some of the what changed in Randy, in that moment from a 22 percent owner, still an owner, but let's be not let's not kid ourselves. Right. You're, you're not. If you don't have 51 percent, you don't own it. Right. Fully. Right. Sure. So tell me about that. What changed in Randy? Then that maybe that next day, but shortly thereafter. Um, that's a great question, Jack. I think what changed in me is knowing that now I have control and I can do what I want to do. I can do the things that I knew would drive the business. What was that? What did you know you needed to do? What, 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 that's, that's the thing I'm asking for. So the first thing was take care of your people. Okay. Right. The second thing was let them know. All right. Can I stop you there? Sure. I hear that a lot. What does that mean? take care of people because I, I don't know if that's that's a broad and, and i and i if you go to any owner and say do you take care of your people i don't know if anyone said no i'm really lousy well, with them, I, right? it's true so it's what does true. that mean for you though I and mean, i'm not challenging but no, i just want to get specific get for me that's to let them know that i have their back okay you know that that i'm here to support you i'm here to help you okay i'm here to to make sure that you can provide for your family um, and be as successful as you as you want to be. Okay. My job is to 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 give you the opportunity, right? And, and and then from there, it's your job to make it happen. Okay. Right. So, just treat them with respect. Treat them like a human being. Okay. Let them know they're appreciated. Let them know they're okay. wanted. Got it. Got that's, it. That's that's me. And you were doing that, I imagine, on some level before. Oh sure. But you didn't have the background noise that you were competing with. As Correct. Far as is the, the 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 culture from the top that might have been negative Correct. in your mind at least? Absolutely. Is that it? Yep. Okay. So it was, so it was, it was uh, it was from you. You there wasn't any competing noise in the business, and that resonated. I take it. With, I think so. With your folks, yeah. I think so. I bet it did. I, I think bet so. It did. What else you do different? Um. Well, at that time, I hired a general manager. Uh, right away. He was already in the business. Okay. He came in as a salesperson. Okay. Um, then we, the whole idea was to promote him to general manager. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. In the first year, we we just we we buckled down to do the things that we knew we needed to do. Okay. Um, we grew the business the first year from three point seven to five point five million. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So Pretty nice we, in 2012. Was, you know, yeah. I mean, it, I, I'll be honest. It was it was scary in the beginning because again, he took all the cash out of the business. So we started January in 2012 with 132 thousand dollars in the bank. 
That okay. was my portion of the cash. Okay. <laughs> that was the twenty-two percent. Right. Left. You know, right. three over. You know, three and a half million dollar company or whatever with yeah. that. Right. And it's like oh, oh right in gosh. high season in January. And oh yeah. In Metroplex too. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Calls are flowing in, man. <laughs> so, you know, that'll that'll you know that'll make you tighten up a little bit, right? So you got pretty serious, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not that you weren't before, but right. Yeah. But that that just made you go a oh, home. <laughs> right so there was some weight on those shoulders uh, yeah. well but yeah but yes and no I get right it. i get it so yeah so um tell us you know you're you know you're on time experts that's not a franchise what happened there no what? so my my i thought my agreement was up in in 2013 so i was already negotiating ready to get out Get out of the franchise. Get out of the franchise. Yeah. Leave the franchise. We had a really good agreement. Um, that's, you know, give props to the old owner because he, he marked, redlined okay. a lot of things in the agreement. Okay. So in 2014, um, on Christmas Eve, I sent a letter to the franchise. Merry Christmas, huh? That I'm leaving. Bad Santa. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm sorry. I know. Well, it was, you know, going through this whole process, I we own two territories. I, I, I gave one territory to another franchise, um, and then the one territory that was I thought was going to be due, it was not due until, was not didn't expire until 14. Okay. Right, um, so this is 13. That's right, 2013. So you're still operating under the name of this franchise? Correct, yeah. in 2013. Um Send them a letter that we're going to be disengaging. We're yeah. going to be this. This is who we're going to be come January first of two thousand and four. On time experts, correct. Okay. Yep. And once I sent that letter, I might have even called and joined Nextar before that because knowing what was happening, I believe Lisa may have talked to you or whatever. I remember and, this and vaguely. Yeah, and you were like, "Yeah, okay, we're he's he's good." And yeah. so anyway, so then I joined Nextar just immediately. Yeah. I, I, again, being a part of Unique Indoor Comfort, being a part of a group, we had joined Airtime back in the yep. day. Sure. Um, being a part of the franchise, I've always liked being around other contractors and right. networking. You saw the and, value there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. joined right away. So um, then I immediately got sued okay. by the franchise. What early termination or something? No, they didn't like the name of my company. Oh, if that was too close to whatever. Their name was yeah. Well, not their name, but they, they I think they thought they owned um, the term on time. Got it. Okay. So yeah, you, obviously you won. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a lawsuit for two years. Okay. Yeah, and absolutely won. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. So, um, so you got out, and and now you've had a so so when you bought it, it was what was it three and a half million something like that, three point right. seven, or I can't remember the number yeah. was. And then you grew it right away to five, and then uh, today you're at twelve, right? Correct. So let's talk about you know let's 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 look at that time period, which was basically from twenty twelve to today, eight years. Okay. And uh, and last year it sounded like it was a bunch of growth last year. Yeah, we we've had. I mean, I'll be honest. We've had our ups and downs um, since since I've taken it over. When in 2013, um, I bought a business, and um, we went from 5.5 to 8.7 million. Um, and then in 2014, when we changed colors, basically changed companies, 
Um, we went down to 7.7. Okay. Um, and then in 2015, um, in a month and a half between January and February, um, I had $4.7 million of revenue walk out my door. So sales manager, I was had selling techs at the time. Yeah. Selling techs left, took my top flip guys that could mm-hmm. turn over the leads. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we, we went down. That year was a tough year. That was a tough year. Yeah, so you had some churn and... Yeah. Yeah. You know. But I didn't lay anybody off. I didn't get rid of anybody. Again, that's just, yeah. that's that's who I am. So, what did you learn from that churn? Anything? Um, I'm sure I did, but right now it's kind of hard to think about it. But, okay. I mean. <laughs> too, too soon, Jack? Is that what it <laughs> it's like. No. No, it's not too soon. I mean, look, things happen, right? Right. Um, sometimes you put a lot of trust in people. Yeah. Um, and then it probably wasn't the right person to put that trust in. So you kind of learn people. You can okay. kind of keep learn to keep your guard up a little bit more. Okay. Um, that's probably what I learned is sometimes you just, you can't, I'm, I'm just the type of person that I trust you. Yeah. That's a good quality by the way. Right. Yeah. Un- until you give me a reason not to. Yeah. You know, that that's, I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's kind of how I am. And, okay. and I've, that probably tarnished that a little bit. Okay. Not a lot of bit. I still, I'm not. still the same way. No, listen, I'm, I'm suspicious and it's no fun. Right. So don't do that. <laughs> right. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, it was a tough year. You know, yeah. that, what I learned, I guess, is that, you know, there's sometimes where, you know, there's hills and there's valleys, you know. And when yeah. you're in that valley, you just got to buckle down, man, you know, right. and, and do what you got to do. Yeah. Success isn't a straight line, is it? No, it's not. Yeah, so you think to yourself, okay, I went from three point seven to twelve million, and it was a, you know, a nice fifteen percent growth every year. Right? No, 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So no. let's. So I, so you, you went through that, and I, and I, you know, there's lots of, of, you know, I, I, there's probably more to that story, you know, as far as you know what you saw leading up to it and what happened and why they left and there's probably a lot of leadership stories right there well you know i tell you it was really came out of the blue to me it was like it hit me in the face i I wasn't expecting it yeah um because it was my sales manager like i said he was also one of my top selling guys (laughs) what's really funny is i i he was attending train the trainer in dallas what a next star event (laughs) right so i'm trying to figure out what happened there jack he didn't get recruited by an extra <laughs> member, did he? I don't know. I mean, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Holy cow! I don't know if they were next door at the time, but okay. anyway. Uh, but yeah, so he, uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, so that was uh, that happened. Ow! Yeah, yeah. Well, it, let's, it let's, is what it is. All right, we'll turn the page right now. Okay, okay. let's come back to some other time. All right, but, whatever. Because yeah. you know, you you learn through success, right? And you really learn through challenges. Is what you really do. Right. I think, well, you, I think you learn more through the challenges, sure you do. don't you? Right, I do. That's yeah. why I'm picking at you right yeah, now. That's <laughs> what okay. happened there? That's why I'm picking the scab there. Come on, so, come on, man. No, so let's talk. Let's let's talk about the fun, though. Yeah. Let's talk about the last year. Why seventy percent growth? How'd you pull that one off? And and was it profitable growth? Was it cash flowed? I mean, because that's how you can grow a lot. Yeah. But it's expensive too. Right. Either marketing or. Right. Capital equipment, things like that, people, yeah. infrastructure. Sure. Tell me, tell me why, how you pulled that off, and and 
you know, how to work. Well, in, in 17, we finished at 6.6 um, and not as much profitability. So you as, went down quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So we, yeah, so we, um, we were profitable, but not as much as I'd want. I'd brought on some, some overhead, okay. some managers to yep. help because, I, I mean, I wanted to grow. And, yep. and, you know, there's two ways to grow from, from you know, some of the people I've talked to and being in the business, right? You can, you can prepare for the growth by bringing in more managers, bringing in more people, or you can not bring those people in and then continue to grow. So, um, slightly, right? Mm-hmm. So, I always looked at it as I'm going to bring the people in and we're going to grow. So okay. that's what I did. So we had a little bit of more overhead than we needed. So invest in some management talent. It sounds like correct. All right. And um, so we didn't do as well as I thought we would do in in. Seven, 17 um but then in 18 that's it just it took off and and i think what it was when i look back we did better on conversions okay. right we raised our average ticket on uh hvac install sales okay um and we just we focused on the numbers okay. right um that's when we were doing we daily huddles yeah i mean we were we were focusing on the number every single day um and you know we we grew i mean it was it was nice and we put 14 percent to the bottom line that's good that's so good. i think yeah with that yeah. type of growth and yeah and so yeah we were profitable we, we had cash that's cool you know and, and part of this too is you know you had declined but you kind of knew what the business looked like at a couple million dollars bigger yeah. Right. So this wasn't unknown territory. No. That's what I'm saying. No, right. Twelve is. Yes. Get that. Right. Yes. Yeah. But of course, you probably know some people at twelve that need some help and oh, yeah. all that stuff. Right. So yeah. it wasn't uh, like you're walking blindfolded into the future. No. Right. You right. Know? Well, congratulations, man. Well, thank you. And you know, I'll, I'll uh, just as a shout out to you, uh, you you got people here in Nexar all the time. I mean, I see your managers here all the time and people here all the time. And yeah. If there's a training class going on, if we have a big training bundle, there'll be an on-time expert person there doing something. Well, that's and the, you a lot, too. Right? right? Well, that's the name of the game, right? That's that's another thing. You, you yeah. invest in your people. Yeah. You know, train them, right? right. You know, I, I don't, I'm not sure who said it, but, um, you know, I've heard the, heard the saying is, you know, you can either train them and they stay or, or, or train them and they leave or don't train them and they stay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What happens so, if you train them and they leave? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So be it. Yeah. That's, a, that's an old, but, but it's accurate, right? Absolutely. You know, and absolutely. It, and you can't stop training because they might leave. That's right. Right. You can't, you can't worry about it. You can't. And, 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 and you know what? And, and that's a great lesson because I've seen this and I've been, been guilty of this is that you get, I'll say it this way. It's a little self-righteous, but you get burned. Sure. Right. You, you invest and you, you you pour yourself into somebody. At least you think you are. Right. And you spend some money on them and give them money and get you know listen to them and then you know maybe even help them through a tough time or two. Right. Oh yeah. You know. And it's, then then all of a sudden it's like well they leave and then but then we just, then then the the danger of that thinking though is that I'm not going to do that again. Right. And then you shut down to everybody. Right. But you're only hurting yourself when you do that absolutely right so yeah. you, you'll never bat a thousand right with folks <laughs> right because we're absolutely. flawed too right and yeah. i you know I, oh, I, and I know that i've chased people off that i just know i have right i just know i've done that we've all done it yeah yeah and for I, sure. ain't, I ain't perfect right? no so no, it's not it is better to to trust first that is a great leadership quality right yeah not don't but you you 
you can't trust and just be naive. Right. Right. You can't just turn, you know, because you got to have numbers, you got to have check ins, you got to be doing the one on ones and, you know, right. you're still trusting. Yeah. Right. But you, but you have a little more early because, because what I've seen contractors do is they trust and then they abdicate. I'm just going to turn my back. Right. Yeah. And that's stupid. I was saying, who's ever do that? That's dumb. Yeah, that's not trust. That's that's being an idiot. Yeah, you, right. You, you still have to, like you said, have your check ins. You do all the time. You do, and then it's easier to trust. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. And and a lot of times, yeah, and you got to fight the urge because sometimes you got, and it's all the way you do it. But you know, employees will say, "Well, you want to do one on ones? Well, don't you trust me, Randy?" Right. Well, no. I just want to get to know you. Right. I want to work as I want to collaborate. It has nothing to do with trust. But sometimes they, 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 yeah. it, it shows up like that. Right. Right. It does. You know, because they're not used to it either. Oh no. When, no, yeah, when we first start them, it's like, what are we doing? You know, what are you, what's going on here? Yeah. yeah. In my underwear drawer, yeah. Right. No, I'm not. <laughs> and then, but you do this enough. You do these these accountability measures, which are really more relationship building measures. And then over time, it's like they look forward to them. Right. Like, if you don't have a daily huddle, like, my day is missing. Yes. I, I miss that. Absolutely. There's there's relationship building that happens there, and then the one-on-one's like, if I don't do it, it's like my week isn't complete. Right. Right? Yeah. So That's it's funny how this works. It is. You know? So Absolutely. Well, congratulations on what you've accomplished in well, your team. thank you. I know there's some good people listening here that, that I see a lot and uh, that are always here, and, and I know you guys are working together. Yeah, well, thank you. Good job, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it very much. Well, I, I wanted to... To grab you here and have a little conversation before you rolled into your marketing, your digital marketing yeah. class, learning some new stuff. Yes, right, definitely. You yeah, know? And, well, I appreciate uh, it, Jack. Thank you so much. And uh, if you see Randy Kelly, he's always wearing an orange shirt, and you'll see him walking around our events. Go and say hi to him. He's a good guy. And uh, um, again, congratulations. Thank you very much. And thank you all for listening to this very special episode of Leadership Lounge. Our current situation is in St. Paul, Minnesota, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. 